The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States. Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter 2022 Von Nelson Select recap call. With me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, I will turn things over to you. Thanks, Dan. Uh, nice to see a little rally there in the fourth quarter in contrast to the rest of the year. So the market was up a bit in October and November and settled down a little bit in December. Um, the, you know, the, the gains for the quarter were about 7.5% for the, for the index, but still over the year down about 18%. The strategy itself rallied a little bit less during the quarter, but it definitely lost less than the market did for the year. Um, during the quarter, small caps and mid caps did a little bit better than large caps, uh, and also, frankly, did a little bit better for the year as well. Um, the market really began to discount a reprieve to the central bank tightening that we've almost gotten accustomed to. It's been uh, dramatic, to say the least. The push-pull, really, in, in the market right now centers on whether or not uh, they've, they've fully discounted a recession yet or simply a, a change in interest rates over the last year. And again, that change has been substantial. Looking at contribution, um, really broad-based. Every sector, apart from communication services, contributed positively this quarter. Energy and materials led the way. And if you take those and then add in staples, real estate, and financials, they, they were all up double digits in terms of percentages. Um, tech was a positive contributor, but it lagged the market a little bit. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the fourth quarter was the only positive return quarter for the year, which uh, I guess in some ways felt better. Looking at attribution, during the quarter, Select trailed the index a little bit. There wasn't any single name or any single sector that had an outsized effect on that relative performance. Um, our holdings in healthcare, industrials, and consumer discretionary were, were the part that really lagged. Um, materials and technology led the way with communication services, staples, and real estate not far behind. And cash levels remain a little elevated relative to history um, as, as we're you know, looking for good places to put that money to work. Uh, given that cash is a little elevated when we turn to the subject of changes during the quarter, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of shift. Uh, we, we added a couple of names, one in real estate, one in technology. Um, we weren't really chasing that rally early in the quarter, uh, but we did find the opportunity to improve the portfolio a bit at the margin by adding those two names. But on balance, really not, not a whole lot um, to speak of with respect to trading activity during the quarter. And speaking of non-news news, uh, looking at the characteristics, they are lock solid with our consistent profile. Active shares high at over 85%. Our ROE and ROA, et cetera, are higher than the index. Our market cap, our, sorry, excuse me, market cap skews a little bit smaller than the index. Um, and as we'll talk about later in factors, that helped a bit. Um, our valuation looks higher on published estimates and historical EPS, but I'll remind you that you know that we don't own banks and, and several of the other kind of really low PE sectors. Um, so let's look at factors now. Uh, lower growth and, and profitability in, in the strategy is a little bit atypical. Uh, those exposures are not outsized or influential. It's just a little different than normal. The market during the quarter tended to prefer larger momentum and leverage and value. And just a strict head-to-head -head comparison, those were not um, 
typical of our portfolio exposures. Uh, the industry allocation contributed positively to performance, and other overall factor effects were really small or muted, but it did enable the portfolio to keep up with the benchmark during a, a strong positive quarter. Um, we continue to show better factor diversification than the benchmark, which is sort of a hallmark of the way we do things. And some of that stems from the fact that the, the index is so heavily concentrated in mega cap tech, um, and, and we've got some offsetting positions there. The portfolio's long volatility exposure is offset by its short beta exposure. And again, the overall beta of the portfolio is lower than the index. Um, looking at active risk, the active return volatility decreased just a little bit to 4.5%, and 73% of our active risk is due to stock-specific risk. Again, no surprise, we're a stock-picking strategy. Um, and, and so that really kind of sums up the factor exposure. Turning to macro, as I mentioned earlier, smaller size tended to be for, uh, the preference, or at least outperformed during the quarter. The inflation fears continue. Uh, the market's beginning to behave as if inflation has peaked, and of course, recent CPI data would suggest that's been the case. Um, the, the, the curve inversion that you see in terms of the yield curve implies, you know, policy relief or recession, or maybe I've got that backwards, recession, and then following that with some policy relief, but it is um, definitely inverted. And, and the political pressure, particularly with respect to the dreaded I-word inflation, uh, seems to be easing a little bit as, you know, traditional measures like CPI have drifted down from their mid-year peak. Um, interestingly enough, the dollar, as it makes sense, is also down from its peak. It peaked in late September. Employment remains tight in the service sector in a number of places. But you've seen mounting layoffs, particularly from technology firms and some financial service firms. And I've seen numbers in aggregate that, that estimate those total uh, layoffs in excess of about 100,000 people. I, I don't know if that data is accurate, but the point is, is the same. And that is big tech firms are laying people off. Some big banks are laying people off. But it's still hard to find a barista, you know. Um, Looking at the market's valuation, the decline, of course, drew multiples down through the year, maybe up a little bit towards the end of the year as the market rallied, but earnings estimates are start, probably just starting to come down. Uh, that dollar easing helps the commodity producers and exporters. No surprise, energy and materials were, were leaders for us uh, during the quarter. Debt issuance has slowed down, and IPO activity is essentially done, is not happening, or at least it hasn't been lately. Um, looking at positioning, you know, given that we didn't trade a whole lot, uh, there's there's not a big shift to anticipate from positioning as a as a consequence. We still have lower beta than the index. We still like our names. We think that we have better return potential than the index, and uh, but but at the same time, sales reasonably trimmed. The portfolio is in a bit of a conservative posture, and we are looking very hard to put that little bit of extra cash that we have to work. Meanwhile, the market's looking for leadership, and, and it, it'll struggle to really get traction until, he until it finds it. And that specter of an earnings recession and the possibility of an economic recession looms over everyone's head, and, and, and that, that sends you back to everyone's favorite parlor game, what's the Fed going to do this year? And, and you see that ping pong ball bouncing back and forth a little bit. Leads us to 
Not a big difference to where we were at the third quarter. And the, the other thing that certainly doesn't change is the fact that we're working hard to put that money in a safe place that will compound client capital. That's all I got for you, man. Good. Well, thank you, Scott. With that, we'll wrap up the quarter uh, and wrap up the year. Uh, we're all looking forward to turning the page on 2022. Um, and, Scott, we look forward to having you back here at the end of the first quarter. Thanks, Dan. Important information. Standard performance as a percentage for Von Nelson Select Fund is of 12 31 2022. Class A at NAV. Three months. 6.18. Year to date. Minus 16.86. One year. Minus 16.86. Three years. 11.04. Five years. 10.69. Life of class, June 29th, 2012. 13.46. Class A with 5.75% maximum sales charge. 3 months. 0.06. Year to date. Minus 21.65. 1 year. Minus 21.65. 3 years. 8.86. 5 years. 9.39. Life of class, June 29th, 2012. 12.82. Class Y. 3 months. 6.25. Year to date. Minus 16.65. 1 year. Minus 16.65. 3 years. 11.32. 5 years. 10.97. Life of class, June 29th, 2012. 13.75. S&P 500 index. 3 months. 7.56. Year to date. Minus 18.11. 1 year. Minus 18.11. 3 years. 7.66. 5 years. 9.42. Life of class, June 29th, 2012. 12.50. Performance data listed represents past performance and is no guarantee of, and not necessarily indicative of, future results. Total return and value will vary, and you may have a gain or loss when shares are sold. Current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. For most recent month-end performance, visit im.naughtyseyes.com. Performance for other share classes will be greater or less based on differences in fees and sales charges. Performance for periods less than one year is cumulative, not annualized. Returns reflect changes in share price and reinvestment of dividends and capital gains, if any. Top 10 holdings for the Von Nelson Select Fund is of 12-31-2022. Next Era Energy, Inc. 5.71% of Portfolio. Wheaton Precious Metals Corp. 5.36% of Portfolio. Dollar General Corp. 5.28% of Portfolio. Sherwin-Williams Co., The. 5.20% of Portfolio. Dana Air Corp. 4.89% of Portfolio Intercontinental Exchange, Inc. 4.79% of Portfolio Microsoft Corp. 4.73% of Portfolio McCormick & Co., Inc. 4.44% of Portfolio Clorox Co., The. 4.39% of Portfolio Motorola Solutions, Inc. 4.39% of Portfolio The portfolio is actively managed and holdings are subject to change. There is no guarantee the fund continues to invest in the securities referenced. Gross expense ratio 1.11%, Class A share, slash 0.86%, Class Y share. Net expense ratio 1.10%, Class A share, slash 0.85%, Class Y share. As of the most recent prospectus, the investment advisor has contractually agreed to waive fees and slash or reimburse expenses, with certain exceptions, once the expense cap of the fund has been exceeded. This arrangement is set to expire on March 31, 2023. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios may be the same. Definitions of terms used in this material. S&P 500 index is a widely recognized measure of U.S. stock market performance. It is an unmanaged index of 500 common stocks chosen for market size, liquidity, and industry group representation. Among other factors, it also measures the performance of the large-cap segment of the U.S. equities market. CRB index is a basket of 19 commodities, including energy contracts, agriculture, precious metals, and industrial metals. The index acts as a representative indicator of commodity markets. Alpha is a measure of the difference between a portfolio's actual returns and its expected performance, given its level of systematic market risk. A positive alpha indicates outperformance and negative alpha indicates underperformance relative to the portfolio's level of systematic risk. Beta is calculated for the three-year period and represents the risk associated with the fund relative to market risks. For example, the market has a beta of 1.00, so if a fund has a beta of 0.85, it can be expected to be 15% less volatile than the overall market. Conversely, if a fund has a beta of 1.08, it can be expected to be 8% more volatile than the overall market. Return on equity measures a corporation's profitability by revealing how much profit a company generates with the money shareholders have invested. Active share indicates the proportion of the portfolio's holdings that are different than the benchmark. A higher active share indicates a larger difference between the benchmark and the portfolio. Von Nelson Select Fund Risks U.S. Equity Equity securities are volatile and can decline significantly in response to broad market and economic conditions. Non-diversified funds invest a greater portion of assets in fewer securities and therefore may be more vulnerable to adverse changes in the market. Value investing carries the risk that a security can continue to be undervalued by the market for long periods of time. 
Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit im.notizeis.com or call 800-862-4863 for a prospectus or a summary prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully. The index information contained herein is derived from third parties and is provided on an as basis. The user of this information assumes the entire risk of use of this information. Each of the third-party entities involved in compiling, computing, or creating index information disclaims all warranties, including, without limitation, any warranties of originality, accuracy, completeness, timeliness, non-infringement, merchantability, and fitness for a particular purpose, with respect to such information. This material is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. There can be no assurance that developments will transpire as forecasted. Actual results may vary. The views and opinions expressed are as of October 13, 2021 and may change based on market and other conditions. Natixis Distribution, LLC is a limited-purpose broker-dealer and the distributor of various registered investment companies for which advisory services are provided by affiliates of Natixis Investment Managers. Natixis Distribution, LLC, Fund Distributor, Member FINRA SIPC, and Von Nelson Investment Management, LP are affiliated. Add tracks, 237778-171. Pod 133-1222. Expiration date, April 30, 2023.